Hi, I'm Mason Dukacek, and in today's episode, I'd like to talk about profit leaks. And I'll do other episodes in the future about different types of profit leaks, but today I want to focus on a huge one, and it's employee engagement. And to a lot of people, they you know read about employee engagement in books or articles, and they think, oh, that's just HR stuff, or or you know that's the warm fuzzy stuff. But I'm here to tell you that it's real dollars and cents, and let me break it down for you. There was a study done by Gallup, or a survey done by Gallup, of 6,976 adults. And what they found out was that 31.5% of adult workers were actively engaged, enthusiastic, excited about coming to work, bringing it every day. 31.5%, that's it. 52% were not engaged. Basically, sleepwalking, sleepwalking through the day, doing enough not to get fired. 16.5% were actively disengaged. I'm talking about people that are hostile, disruptive, um, causing damage and destruction wherever they can. Actively disengaged. So when you add up the not engaged and the actively disengaged, you're talking almost 70% of the workforce is at best not engaged. Some of them downright hostile. So that being said, what does that have to do with dollars and cents? Why is it of value to you as an employer to get people actively engaged? Let me break that down for you. Let's just say you're a small business and your annual payroll is $5.5 million a year. And you might, I might ask you the question, what's the, based on those numbers, what do you estimate the discretionary effort is of your average employee? I mean, discretionary effort being, um, uh, the amount of work they're willing to, to, to give to, to keep their job. Anything above and beyond that is obviously discretionary as well. So let's just say that for the sake of discussion that the average employee is given a discretionary about 40%. They're doing 40% of what they're capable of on any given day. And uh, obviously some are doing more, some are doing less, but for the sake of discussion, let's call it 40%. That means that you're paying as an employer, $5.5 million a year for work to get accomplished. But if they're only doing 40% of that, you're only getting $2.2 million worth of work for that amount. So what if it were possible to increase employee engagement so that people came to work and give 80% of what they're capable of every day? You know, not 100%, but let's just say you could get them to come to work and do 80% of what they're capable of. All employees, on average, 80% of what they're capable of doing on a daily basis. To take it from 40 to 80. Well, that's a $2.2 million per year improvement. So, you know, I like to ask people, if someone was embezzling $2.2 million a year from you, how long would you wait to fix it? And who would you call to get it fixed? And it's not even a $2.2 million problem. You know, that's a... $22 million problem over the course of 10 years. So again, how long would you wait to fix it if you found out someone was embezzling that amount of money? The question that most people have is, how do you do that? Well, I'll give you a few strategies to improve employee engagement. Um, number one is, as Jim Collins said in his book, Good to Great, get the right people on your bus, and more importantly, in the right seats. Two, minimize drama and conflict so that between employees and supervisors, have you ever, I'd ask you a few questions. Number one, have you ever been mismanaged? Two, what was your productivity like during that period of time? And three, was the person who was mismanaging you making the effort to fix it? Well, 
you know the answer to those questions. So if there's a way to reduce conflict and drama between supervisors and employees, it's the natural result is you're going to see improved engagement. Um, I would also encourage companies to identify gaps between what a person brings to the job and what the job requires and fill them. So uh, another thing would be hire people who have a work ethic. So if you can do those simple things, a few strategies, and you might be saying, Mason, that sounds great. Jim Collins wrote his book, uh, Good to Great, back in like uh, 2001 or 2002, and people are still talking about that. But he, he didn't tell you how to get the right people in the right positions, the right seats in the right bus, or the, the right seats in the bus. He didn't tell you how to do it. Well, um, I have a 43-minute video webinar that is available for free that anybody can watch at any time if you go to www.reverserisksconsulting.com. It's on there, uh, I guess, right, right at 43 minutes. It will break down exactly how to do everything that I just described and then some. Hope you find it helpful and have a great day.